My sorrow, when she's here with me, thinks these dark days of autumn rain are beautiful as days can be. She loves the bear, the withered tree. She walks the sodden pasture lane. From the American poet Robert Frost. Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McCall on the landline from Moose Island with this week's Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall between us and the rest of creation. This being the Almanac for October 23rd to 30th, 2015, the full hunter's moon coming up on us. So here are some natural events for this quarter moon. As the leaves flash their bright colors and then float to the ground and the frost slowly puts the gardens to rest. Pilgrims still stream from the city and suburb to see the rolling hills and the steeper slopes painted with falls, broad brush of carmine and orange and ochre. In October, many hearts are kindled with an autumnal nostalgia of courier and Ives harvests glowing pumpkins and cider seasoned with cinnamon. Many, but not all, there are those who still rage against the dying of the light. And like Robert Frost, face this season with a little sorrow and a touch of fear. The specter of winter stalking down out of the north recalls the relentless approach of death. And it's no wonder that the ancient holidays of All Hallows' Eve, All Souls' Day, and the Celtic Day of the Dead fall around the end of October as the animals go into the ground to sleep or to die, and the days grow short. Instead of looking back wistfully, many look forward fearfully. I, for one, always go through the autumn anger and anxiety for a few weeks myself, what do you mean summer is over? I've hardly warmed up from last winter yet. Until I've got the wood put up and the storm windows and the long johns dug out from the dresser drawer and my tender skin toughened by some freezing weather. And then comforted by company and small talk about the weather, I remember we're all in this together, mostly. Here's a field and forest report. Just the other day we were saying, haven't seen any ladybugs yet, have you? And then sure enough, the next day there they were, all over the warm west side of the house, scurrying around happily with the afternoon sun glinting off their jolly orange armor. And they were joined by numerous large fat cluster flies that had been feeding on the fallen pears under the pickling pear tree. Altogether they moved like musical notes dotted along a clabbered staff, composing a tune called October Light, which changed quickly and modulated into the Ladybug's Ball, and then into what might have been a minuet by Wolfbane Amanita Mozart. Also sipping on fallen pears was a stunning Morning cloak butterfly, Nymphalis antiopa, sucking up sweet antifreeze to fortify her through the coming cold, and then fluttering to a sunny spot and spreading her deep purple, ivory trimmed, blue spotted solar panel wings. 
to warm up her juices for a while. The hardy morning cloak is the only adult butterfly that winters over here in Maine, thus being the first to appear alive in early April to warm our winter-weary hearts. So rank opinion, yes, the flowers will freeze and turn brown. The crickets will stop their singing. The ladybugs and the bumblebees will die. And some of us will die, too, and for that we mourn. But yet we also rejoice that life will inevitably return, the trees and fields will be green again, and the morning cloak will cease her mourning to flutter up fairy-like and ecstatic in the spring sun. A saltwater report, we're often reminded these days of an old sailor's adage. The one who owns the ship is not the one who does the bailing. Some wild speculation. Times like these make us wonder why we didn't just stuff all our cash into a sock and put it under the mattress as we swore so many times we do might be worth something someday. The debate we'd really like to see, but may never, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. And finally, here are a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. First from the American naturalist Hal Borland. Summer ends and autumn comes, and he who would have it otherwise would have high tide always and a full moon every night. And from Thomas Jefferson, whenever a man has cast a longing eye on offices, a rottenness begins in his conduct. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon. Don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.